Democratic Party is going to have to make a very, very profound and important decision. It can do the right thing and open its doors and welcome into the party people who are prepared to fight for real economic and social change. the Democratic Party I want to see, bringing in people who are willing to take on Wall Street, to take on corporate greed, and to take on a fossil fuel industry which is destroying this planet. So I say to the leadership of the Democratic Party, open the doors, let the people in. Good afternoon, and thank you again for joining me here on Crosstalk 802. I'm your host, as always, James Cross, and I have a very exciting episode. Today, we're going to discuss, and I'm going to shine light on the issues of wokeism, socialism, and leftism, and the tremendous role and impact the state of Vermont has played in that. For all of you who think that small states have no political power or pull, stay tuned for a breakdown on the facts and history that will prove we hold as Americans and as Vermonters We hold responsibility in the political atmosphere that we find ourselves in today. On the other side of this intro, we're going to dig right into it. So once again, thank you for joining me here at Crosstalk. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Please support local content and help us make common sense common again. I'm American as American pie and I believe in freedom and I'm willing to die. But shit's fucked up and weighing on my mind. How can men be women and women be men? Parents turn to dead, and that's all it says. Then this propaganda fed. Rise in the street when the criminal's dead. But when the blue gets six in the head. So Vermont has a major role in moving the political parties further to the extreme. And more specifically, further to the left when we speaking about the Democratic Party and Republicans as well, because the evidence is right before our eyes. Look at the Liz Cheney's, the Mitt Romney's, who submitted to the woke. This whole woke thing has gone too far. I agree. Wokeism has gone too far. When you can't have a Supreme Court justice nominee explain what a woman is as she sits there as the first black American woman nominated for such a high office because she, in her own words, is not a biologist. In my opinion, wokeism, leftism, and this uh, social justice culture has gone way too far. And it's way too far when you have Republicans that are actively, they actively submit their will to activists in the fear tactics and media pressure and the propaganda and extreme cancel campaigns with support by major corporations, the very same corporations that Mr. Sanders was yelling about at the beginning of this episode in that clip. It's frustrating for me because as I've gone through the history and learning my own ancestral background, 
you learn to come that everybody has a unique story and that the glove doesn't fit everybody. So just because uh, you say that Georgia's voting laws are racist does not mean it's racist, but it's playing off a historical sensitive spot that riles people up because, of course, nobody wants the despicable history of our past to be repeated again. Vermont has always been a liberal state. It's been a centric state, a state that went by its own drumbeat. Our gun laws have been some of the most lenient in the country as we are bordered by a state with one of the highest crime rates in the country, and they have some of the strictest gun laws in the country, not to mention just had the subway shooting incident, which we do not hear on mainstream news or in the newspapers because that doesn't fit the narrative of black people are under siege by white people. Uh, I just find that very sickening. I think if you do wrong, you should be called out, persecuted, and held to account for it, no matter what. I'm sick of the narrative. Wrong is wrong. Right is right. Vermont has always been its own state and gone to its own drumbeat. We were the first state to legalize gay marriage, first to abolish slavery, first to allow black Americans to attend and to graduate from college. And the first college to graduate a black American was Middlebury College, which is in Southern Vermont. And I believe that was before the constitution was ratified. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that one. But it was the first to abolish slavery and has been at the forefront of many historical issues throughout the moment of our country's past. But I believe in my opinion, Things have gotten off track, and a big part to blame for that is for us as Vermonters for letting it go, and Mr. Sanders, when he became the mayor of Burlington, he normalized socialism. So, yeah, Bernie comes along, I'm a democratic socialist, becomes a successful mayor of Burlington, was even ranked the top 20 mayors of Burlington, which then normalized socialism even more. And then he cuts a deal with the DNC. Because if we remember in 2016, there was a scandal that Hillary Clinton... And the DNC, no, wait, 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 wait. You know what? I'm not even going to tell you. Let's have the liberal outfit of Vox support uh, reporter tell you. Now, for months, his supporters claimed that the Democratic Party was rigging the election in favor of Hillary Clinton. The head of the DNC, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, denied these claims, saying they were just a wild, crazy conspiracy theory. There's just no shred of evidence to, to, to suggest that I'm favoring Hillary Clinton. But the WikiLeaks emails show without a shadow of doubt that the DNC was working against Bernie Sanders in all manner of sleazy ways, including using his own religious beliefs against it. With that, Wasserman Schultz was forced to step down. The Russians are the enemy again. 
Many people are now claiming that the hacker behind the leak is an agent of none other than Russian president and evil supervillain Vladimir Putin. Other experts are now saying that they are, the Russians are releasing these emails for the purpose of actually helping Donald Trump. The accusation is that Vladimir Putin is using his cyber team to destabilize the U.S. election and elect his bromance Donald Trump. Now, never mind that there is not a shred of evidence to tie Putin or the Russian government to the hack. People are taking that narrative and running with it. Politics is a dirty business. Now, this isn't news, obviously, but the emails give us a nice glimpse into the grotesque role that money plays in our political system. The most troubling thing is the DNC's desire to stamp out a Politico story that accused the DNC of improperly funneling cash that was supposed to go to local Democrats into the coffers of the Clinton campaign. The money came from a $353,000 a seat dinner hosted by George Clooney. Clooney himself thought the money was going to local Dems. It turns out the money didn't go to the small time local Democrats trying to make it. It went straight to the Clinton campaign effort. Latino voters are seen as consumers. Now there are some funny emails and there are some troubling emails that show just how nakedly the DNC panders to Latino voters. One email outlined a series of strategies to sell Democrats to the Hispanic consumer. Now it's your typical marketing BS, but it said things like Hispanics are the most brand loyal and also the most open to storytelling, whatever that means. The more troubling emails outline how the DNC sought to spin Obama's mass deportation program, which kicked out 2.5 million people, more than all the presidents of the 20th century combined. No more emails for the Clinton camp. After the FBI investigation into her use of a private email server during her time as Secretary of State, and now this email dump, then clearly email is just not the way to go. She should just stick to Snapchat or Twitter. So I'm hoping I'm not the only one that realizes that this sounds awfully familiar to what we're going through right now with the Hunter laptop, Russian disinformation, and the evildoer Vladimir Putin himself. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a dick. But by the way, the DNC has been villainizing Russia specifically and Vladimir Putin for decades, you wonder why this man has so much disdain for Western policies in America in itself and has a extreme fear of NATO coming in and intringing on his rights as a nation. That's a whole other discussion. But America will say, but you say to me, cross, what has this got to do with Bernie Sanders, leftism, wokeism, and all this and all that, right? Well, Sanders knew way more than what we knew when WikiLeaks in 2016 released the emails that allowed us to know that there was corruption by the Clinton campaign to withhold Sanders from being elected. We know this. This is evidence, factual, and true. This is not a conspiracy theory. I believe Sanders knew more about the details of this and if we the public knew these details it could be horribly 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 against the democratic party and completely erode any faith that anybody has left in democratic politicians and republican politicians so he made a deal i don't know if it was money or what it was, or a certain committee, whatever, or to support certain candidates. 
and used him to rally the base rather than having him be an outsider pissed off and shouting about the corruption like, say, a Donald Trump would have done if Donald Trump was in Bernie Sanders' situation in 2016. And she made sure he did not receive the Democratic nomination. I believe there was a deal. I don't know if it was money. Normally, money is the root of all the evil that is done and corruption that is done within our governance. He did just buy a second mansion out in the islands of Vermont, and I believe that's three homes here in Vermont, which is one of the most expensive places to live in Vermont, by the way. And this is coming from a socialist who believes that we all should make the same amount. We should all have the same house. We all eat the same foods. All should have the same health care. All have the same education. And he claims that he comes from the working class. I'm calling BS on that. Bernie Sanders has never worked a day in his life. Real work. I'm talking about when you get calluses on your hands and your back is stiff where you can't even get out of bed the next morning. I think the deal was cut again. Another deal was cut when Biden ran in 2020. Because as Joe says, you can't win with a proclaimed democratic socialist at the top of the ticket. And it makes it hard for the people at the bottom end of the ticket to win their races. So there's another conspiracy to withhold Sanders from winning the so-called deals. Now, this matters. I don't care that Sanders lost. But these deals that I think were made behind closed doors is what opened the Pandora's box of wokeism, the AOCs, the Ilan Omars, the Corey Bradleys or Presleys. And the DNC had to support them to keep Sanders happy. And these radical people got into our political system. AOC knows nothing. Literally, she's probably the most least educated person in politics in America right now. And I say that as nicely as I can. She is literally the most uneducated person. She believes the world is going to end in 12 years. The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue is... Your, your biggest issue is how are we going to pay for it? And, like, this is... And, like... You see how she talks like a teenage girl in high school and she's supposed to be a leader for our youth to look up to? Like, come on. Really? I don't think it's coincidence that the year that Hillary lost the first election, that it was the most progressive caucus that had come into the Congress and House in generations. I think that was the deal. That was cut behind closed doors. I could be wrong. But ever since 2016, anybody with a set of eyeballs can see that our political environment, locally, federally, everywhere, has gone extremely, extremely woke, including media, corporations, companies. I mean, smaller companies as well. It's fear is getting their businesses burnt to the ground for not supporting a movement. I'm going to let Biden tell you how the DNC really views Sanders and why what I'm saying makes sense. Talking about is Bernie Sanders, and in some instances, maybe Elizabeth Warren, when he talks about the party. 
Bernie Sanders is a self-described democratic socialist. He embraces that. You are concerned about that because you think it's harder for a down ticket for governors and mayors and senators to be able to run with the, when the head of the party says that he's a democratic socialist. Shouldn't the voters decide? Sure they will. Well, what do you think? I, I know you can't answer me, but what do you think? You think it's good? We, we not only have to beat Trump, we have to win back the Senate like we did win back the House. I went into 24 states, 65 candidates. They asked me to come in in red states and purple states, not, not, not blue states, and they won, 41 and one. The so-called the, 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 the folks who won those races, they're on the line. They've come and asked me to campaign for them. Anybody ask Bernie to campaign? Bernie's a good guy. But you want to run, you say you know Louisiana, you know Georgia, you want to run at the top of the ticket of defining the Democratic Party as a socialist? Well, he's not a bad guy. Bernie's a great guy, but it's his self his self-definition. So the question is, who can help us win back the Senate most? Who's going to be able to do that? And I think people who are not, who in fact, look, just ask yourself whether or not he's being invited, these frontline states, are they inviting him in to speak? Are they inviting him to go? And he's a good guy. I'm not, but he's a, he's self, he talks about me having baggage. You walk in, would you reckon, I know you know the South. You're going to walk into any of those states we have to win, like Florida and other places that we're going to win in Georgia and North Carolina, and say, by the way, my president describes himself as a democratic socialist. What do you think Trump will do with that? L let me ask you one. His final target is democracy itself. One of the things that we were trying to explain to the press was this isn't just about hacking and leaking emails. This is about a larger information effort by the Russians. You have a president who, rather than reassuring the American public in American democracy, is trashing American democracy. Every day he's trashing American democracy. But now we have... Just to make note, that was Jake Sullivan in 2016 while he was a campaign manager for Hillary Clinton covering up her email scandal and making it about Russia. You see the connection here? And then they pushed a Russian narrative. They all collaborated together, pushed a Russian narrative onto Trump, so on and so forth, and then we end up where we are today. And if you don't believe me, Listen to this. This is the second person speaking is Jake Sullivan, who is the active national security advisor under the Biden administration. So the number one person or one of the number one person pushing this false narrative about Russia now is ahead of making Russia policy. Does anybody think it's a coincidence that we have a war now in Ukraine? So you heard the man. It's not me saying it. That's them saying it. So you know all the strategists and the advisors behind the scenes were saying the same thing. So I believe that there was another deal cut with Sanders to hush him up, hush his supporters up, and unify the DNC so there wasn't a civil war within the DNC, which we are seeing brewing now when you had half of the DNC say defund the police and then half of them say, don't defund the police. And then you see it. And when you have build back better, can't get passed with a democratic majority. Why is that? Because there's a civil war going on within this democratic party because of these deals cut by democratic.
primary candidates to get the nomination that are coming back to haunt them. And I'm just connecting the dots. And I think that this has put our political system in great jeopardy because they're eroding the faith in elections. And this is something that I have remembered since I was a child being something that nobody trusted anyway. And I am just bringing light to this. I'm bringing light to small states have a huge role in politics if they're played right. Bernie Sanders is a smooth, technical politician. I think a lot of opportunities presented itself due to the following that he had created. But for his own personal gain is what it was for. He didn't care about fighting the establishment because he wouldn't have supported Biden. Biden gets most of his money and campaign donations from the exact people that Sanders was calling out in the speech at the beginning of this podcast. And by the way, Biden's war with the oil companies and the fact that our oil prices are through the roof is not a coincidence. That's a Bernie Sanders policy. Bernie Sanders says in the speech at the beginning of this podcast, So then the Russian narrative, Russian gate that hacked the DNC emails that exposed Hillary Clinton for being a evil, evil, evil woman, which is a nice way of saying it. He turned into the Russia gate for Trump because the American people, the media bid on it and we believe the story. Silly us to believe our media. So now we have this divisive political atmosphere in this country. And my point is, and my thesis for this podcast, I want you to understand that it does not matter the size of your state, the size of your population, but it does matter what people that are leaders in your states believe in. Because you can find yourself like Vermont, and we hold a huge responsibility in today's leftism, wokeism, and socialism that is taking over our political system. And I am trying to be a voice and ring the bell to wake America and Vermonters up to this before it's too late. Because Bernie Sanders came out of a state that nobody's ever heard of or nobody ever talks about, rarely. No dis. I love you, Vermont. 802 till I die. 415 till I die. But no one pays attention to our politics, to our politician. No one cares about a democratic socialist coming out of Vermont. And that's how he snuck up on us and infected our political system with socialism. So that's the crosstalk point of view for the day. I appreciate you all for being here. I appreciate your support. I've passed the threshold where I can raise money to build the brand and to build the company crosstalk and strive to make common sense common here and everywhere. Thank you again and Godspeed.
So I'm going to let you listen to that speech that I played at the beginning again to refresh you on the opening speech of the 2016 campaign for Bernie Sanders, a Vermont Democratic Socialist candidate for president of the United States. And realize that what he's yelling about is exactly what we are experiencing with this Biden administration, because he is beholden to the left and the Sanders report supporters. And that is exactly how Vermont has had a role in today's political atmosphere. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for joining me here on Crosstalk. Support, hit that like button, donate, and help me build this brand so we continue, so we can continue to make common sense common again. Thank you and Godspeed. Democratic Party is going to have to make a very, very profound and important decision. It can do the right thing and open its doors and welcome into the party people who are prepared to fight for real economic and social change. the Democratic Party I want to see, bringing in people who are willing to take on Wall Street, to take on corporate greed, and to take on a fossil fuel industry which is destroying this planet. So I say to the leadership of the Democratic Party, open the doors, let the people in. Yeah.